If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's a cafe where you go with your overstress, or do you want to get more stress? That's not clear to me. Is it a buffet of stress? Just you go walk through the, in, and it's a stack of paperwork you got to do. You go through the buffet. We have uh, financial problems, health problems, <laughs> exactly. traffic. Mm-hmm. What would you like? I see you live within a mile of a freeway. Higher cancer rates there. <laughs> oh, my God, really? Thank you. you like you. a side of adultery. Thanks for coming to the stress cafe. Yeah, exactly. Your wife has changed her hairstyle a couple of times. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a short story. Uh, cryogenics, that's the freezing you, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, freezing stuff science. So uh, dude, old dude was into that and uh, signed up with a company or whatever. Wanted to get himself frozen before, uh, when, he, uh, when he passed? He and his son apparently didn't read the fine print. You got a quick freeze. It's like fish. Because <laughs> when he went to get his dad, it didn't have a head. You got to read the fine print. You wanted the might, head as well? They might be removing your head. Mm. They froze only his head. Uh, he had signed the contract. He, he thought to have the entire body preserved, but it was only the head. No, he said that's he was, the deluxe package. He said he was shocked, horrified, and extremely d- distressed. What, to go pick up your father's body and find out it's just a head? Got no they, noggin. They give you a box this big? What's in there? His head. What? Wait now. <laughs> Wait, what? You got to read the fine print. You clicked, right. I agree. Right. Oh, Lord. 
Oh, my. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> that South Park episode that's all about that is just so disturbing. I don't even want to talk about it. What you agree to when you click, I agree. Oh, really? I mean, it, it is beyond over the top. It's yeah. it, it's it, it's scarred me. God, I clicked don't. one of those the other day for something, my old Navy credit card or some dumb thing. Hard. And it was like a gazillion pages, and I agreed to it. And I thought, who knows what I just did. Well, I remember I brought up the other day, it was 16 pages, I believe, the Krispy Kreme app, uh, I agree to's. 16 pages for a donut app. So when you buy your third dozen, you get half a dozen free. Wow. 16 pages. That's incredible. The, they're, they're, the, the law has to get involved in that, uh, you know, ironically enough. Since <laughs> I it's think lawyers, it's worth, right, yeah. Lawyers got us there. I don't know. Or I got to move off grid and let the rest of you worry yeah. about this crap. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and you know it's, 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 it's bad stuff for you. It's got to be. Oh, it's not in there to protect you. Right, yeah. Or your information, which is mostly what I, I just assume when I say I agree. Okay, now this company that I just agreed to this to now has all my contacts, all my financial information, my search history, everywhere I go, all that information they now have. Well, they'll protect it. Because I wanted this thing. Um, uh, by the way, if you're going to do the cryogenics, it's $80,000 for the head. If you want the whole body, it's $200,000. So if you're paying eighty grand, you're just going to get the head. Hmm. You know, the rest of me is mediocre at best, frankly. My head's done well. <laughs> um, I might just save the uh, mm-hmm. the difference for my heirs. Kids, I'm going to do you a favor. Just do, do me a favor. Shop around for a nice body for the old man, would you? Once they're ready to sew my head back on. Yeah, once they figure out the whole unfreezing thing, who knows right. what sort of tech hybrid machine bodies we'll have. And that's the only reason to do it, isn't it? Is that... Someday they'll cure whatever killed you and then bring you back, thaw you out, and fix you? Is that That's the only reason to do it, isn't it? Exactly. But here's a tip. Use the defrost setting on the microwave. Don't just go full power. <laughs> right. Anyway, moving along. Boiling on the inside and cold on the outside. Oh, you don't boy. Want that. That's no good. Like a corn dog. <clears throat> so, uh, the guy so we... was 90 years old. <sighs> what were they going to fix? Maybe, you know, aging. Maybe. I doubt it. The whole thing's a little sad when you start. Well, they're to think not going to thaw people out about and fix them. That'll no. never happen. No, it? no, right? No, okay. not with that type of thinking. But Ted Williams' <laughs> head, not with that attitude. <laughs> Ted Williams' head is still being is out there somewhere, right? Somebody, I don't know. Somebody froze Ted Williams, and his head is still out there. One of the greatest baseball players of all time. Splendid splinter, last man to hit four hundred, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Now the San Francisco Giants can't get somebody to hit three hundred. But anyway, I'm just saying. A couple of uh, further stories of corporate malfeasance that you might find interesting. First, this um, headline is, Top Goldman Sachs banker raised ethics concerns. Then he was gone. They tell the story of James Katzman, Goldman partner, the leader of its West Coast mergers and acquisitions practice. This is a heavyweight, dialed the bank's whistleblower hotline in 2014, to complain about what he regarded as a range of unethical practices. And it's quite a range, including my favorites, uh, colleagues' repeated attempts to obtain and then share confidential client information. God, you know that happens all the time. He expected the lawyers at this firm that monitored the hotline to investigate his allegations and share them with the independent members of Goldman's board of directors. Um, the complaints were an extraordinary example of a senior employee's taking on what he perceived to be corporate wrongdoing at an elite Wall Street bank. 
but they were never fully investigated or fully relayed to the Goldman board. Instead, the general counsel, the head lawyer, took over the inquiry. Yeah, 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 yeah we'll look into this. And um, Sounds like Wells Fargo. Ended up being forced out. The guy who made the call got booted. Yeah, and and keep that in mind as you're signing your or clicking your 16 pages of. I'm sure you'll be ethical with my information. Then this story. We talked about the bill passed recently in the California legislature, the corrupt California legislature. God, it's so it's so complicated to explain, which is part of the problem with this story um, about. The fact that utilities would not be held fully liable for fires that they started. And I suggested it was uh, because if they went broke, if they declared bankruptcy, and this was the coverage I read at length, if they declared bankruptcy, then the fire victims wouldn't get any money, and that would be a disaster for them. So we've got to protect the utility companies so that the victims actually get something. That was the argument by all the legislators who are regularly bribed by PG&E and others. So I suggested it was a too-big-to-fail thing. Now, Mr. X, who is a former, former senior employee of Pacific Gas and Electric, writes, not current, but former, guys, love your show, but you got the PG&E segment completely wrong on Monday. This is a case of Byzantine California rules and gutless politicians not too-big-to-fail. California has a unique and perverse rule called inverse condemnation, which holds utilities utilities liable for fires even if there was no negligence. There may have been negligence in this case, as there was in San Bruno, but that's a much more narrow case than what the statute allows. This rule will inevitably drive utilities out of business and require the state to take over the utilities. I don't think consumers want Jerry Brown running our utilities, and I don't think Uncle Jerry wants to be blamed for the next disaster in an inherently dangerous industry. I'm here to hook up your electricity. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Do you have a windmill? (laughs) No. Uh, So... So I suggest it was a uh, suggested it was a double reverse, and Mister X has suggested in essence no, it's like a quadruple reverse. That's handy, uh, and and I have no reason to doubt his his uh, his reasoning and his analysis. I stand corrected and am man enough to admit it. Although it, it, the greater theme being the utterly. Corrupt state of corruptifornia. I, I, I sit uncorrected on that. Yeah. Well, a new CNN poll out. We got to hit you with some of the numbers that are in there. Some yeah. will shock you. It's a snapshot in time. All snapshots are snapshots in time, aren't they, Jack? Yeah, really? It's an expression. It means things could change. You've seen the Harry Potter movies? They got moving pictures there. Yeah, pretty cool. Aren't they just videos? I think a lot of pictures will be that way in the future, right? They're GIFs. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, a photo will be a little five-second repeating action shot of your... Why what? not? Yeah, it'd be cool, too. <laughs> My grandma dabbing or something. Yeah, for instance. So it's not witchcraft, it's a GIF, J.K. Rowling. Nice books, huh? You're listening to the... I don't know why the anger. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation.
Armstrong and Getty Show. Sex asks a columnist in the New York Times. They're I high sleep in, with my mouth closed. <laughs> they're high in protein, low in cost, eco-friendly, and tasty. You know, there's a big centipede thing scurried across my kitchen floor this morning as I was getting ready for work. I shouldn't have stomped on it. I should have eaten it. Yeah. Only in the, <coughs> only in the West have we resisted eating insects. It's because we have food. It's because we got cows and pigs, thank God. Yeah. Um, but it is, you know, it is just... It's, some of it is definitely cultural that we don't eat more insects because they're friggin' everywhere. And uh, from what I hear, they're nutritious. Sure. But are they delicious? I don't know. So coming up, Jack, I know you have poll numbers we need to get I do? to. But coming up, novelist who wrote about, quote, how to murder your husband, charged with, do I even need to finish the sentence? Probably not. Jaywalking? Right. Bank exactly. fraud? That's right. Both of them. She walked through the middle of a block to a bank, then defrauded it. No, she offed her man. I'll be damned. That's a little too obvious, isn't it? Hey, Alanis, that's ironic. <laughs> that's basically <laughs> the plot of Basic Instinct, isn't it? The Sharon Stone, she's a female novelist, and uses, she writes about murder and uses that to cover up her actual murders. Spoiler that's, alert from a movie from the 80s. <laughs> I don't actually remember. <laughs> I saw a shower thought or something. Somebody said um, of the infamous uh, Alanis Morissette 90s hit, isn't it ironic? 90s or 2000s? Doesn't matter. Who cares? Um, the fact that nothing she used as an example of irony was ironic is incredibly ironic. So she was right. Like rain on your wedding day is not right. ironic? No, it's not. It's merely unfortunate. Mm. Fly in your Chardonnay? No, that's just disgusting. A, f- a fly in your Chardonnay is definitely not ironic. No, it's just gross because they land in poo. A death row pardon two minutes too late. Hmm? No, that's tragic as well. But again, that's the irony. So what she would... was playing four-dimensional chess. So what would be ironic? What's a, an ironic thing that could happen with a death row inmate? Um, he has a heart attack on the way to the uh, the gallows. I don't know. That'd be ironic. Hmm. Exhausts all his appeals and then has a heart attack. The, For instance, the wife of his victim has a heart attack and dies. And everybody's so distraught, they call off the execution. Okay. For instance. Or she'd have to rhyme that to put it in the song. Right. That's the tough part. <coughs> Excuse me. New CNN in poll. It's getting a fair amount of attention. Nearly half of Americans, the poll, say the president ought to be impeached and removed from office. 47%. Impeached and removed? Uh, yes. And uh, politicians are cowards, if nothing else. And uh, so if the D's take the House with poll numbers around there, there will be some pressure, I would say, to do it. Because of those 47%, I'm guessing a lot of them are Democrats. So you'd have a high percentage of Democrats who say you should do that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, Nancy Pelosi has said in recently, even restating it recently, she thinks that impeaching Trump would be a gift to the Republicans. Um, and and that it's a bad idea pursuing impeachment. So, but she's going to think she's right. There's going to be a lot of pressure. Well, first of all, she might not hold on to the gig. Um, That'd be a great fight. Oh man, there'd be some infighting there, backstabbing. Yeah, who do Republicans root for in that one? The evil Nancy Pelosi that so many Republicans have got a, gotten elected to office running against 
she is going to be the one saying impeaching him is a bad idea, bad road. And somebody fighting for saying I will lead an impeachment charge boots her out. Right. A younger person. Right. Very easily could happen. Wow. Speaking of four-dimensional chess, on the other hand, uh, that uh, Beto cat who's running in uh, Texas. Well, he's he's the Senate. Sorry. Um, I I saw a feature on... Ted Cruz, lying Ted. L-Y-I N apostrophe. I saw a feature on a, a bloke running in Colorado. He was He's part of the fruit of the Democrat effort to get more uh, veterans to run on the Democrat side. And he's uh, an attractive, smart uh, vet. I can't remember which branch he served in. But um, if, if a guy like that became the face of the Democratic Party, uh, that would be serious trouble, I think, for Republicans. On the other hand, if he pushed for impeachment, I'm telling you, the backlash against an impeachment drama would be ginormous. I don't think, because it would drag on, it would consume everybody's attention, it would be vicious, it would be just nasty by the standards of like the last year, um, and would end in not a conviction, and be a useless exercise, Um and I think there would be a horrible backlash against the Democrats for doing that. We should get Ken Starr on. He's got a new book out. just came out this week, and he unfortunately had his book come out the same week as Woodward. So I would prefer very... Ringo Starr. <laughs> One or the other. But he was the Robert Mueller of the Clinton impeachment, and he's got a lot to say on that one and the possibilities of this one. And the uh, special counsel law, or the special prosecutor laws, it used to uh-huh. be called, I think. So anyway, so it's up to 47% of Americans say Trump should be impeached and removed from office. That number is up since June, almost entirely among independents. All the other numbers are flat, Hmm. but it's up 10 points among independents from 38 to 48. So if that continues to grow, and obviously if Republicans change their mind. um, However, a majority of Americans believe there's not enough cause for the House to begin impeaching. Impeachment, 53% say there's not enough reason. But they still want it to happen? Apparently. Hmm. You know, it I took me a long time to use this f- this word, this phrase, and I'm still not really loving it. But um, I would like to see a major polling organization say, do you approve of the president's handling of foreign affairs, uh, domestic affairs, the economy, Russia? Um, etc. How do you rate him on trustworthiness? You know, all those things. Then say, how do you rate him for general douchiness? General douchiness? Right. Is that a thing? You would see, well, just a holishness. That is the heart of the problem. Mm -hmm. For so many hold their nose, but I like the judges voters. Of whom I'm really, I'm part of that group. I like some of the trade policy. I like some of the foreign policy. I think you need it. I love the judges. I think you need a more academic term than either of those. I think a holishness is fine. All right. I'd spell it out. In general, do you in general, do you find the president to be an ash hole? What would those numbers be? A bleep hole or an ass bleep. We've never known which you, right. part you should bleep. You can say ass bleep and you can say bleep hole. Well, you could actually say the other thing, too. I've heard it on the air. We choose not to. And for some reason, bleep hole sounds dirtier to me than ass bleep. (laughs) Even though that one doesn't have the dirty word in it. Well, we'll put put it on Twitter and have a vote. I don't know. (laughs) But But yeah, that would be an interesting uh, thing to poll. An approval rating is such a difficult thing. Yeah. It's such a complicated thing. 
Do I approve or disapprove of Donald J. Trump? What do you think of his personality? I have a hard time answering that question. Could you ask the question, what do you think of his personality? Would that be all right? No. No. It's not specific enough. Okay. Do you think the president's an a-hole? Those numbers would be impressive. It'd be interesting. But I uh, I absolutely love the deregulation and the tax reform. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't love the tax reform since I'm in a blue state and I'm getting murdered. Um, but in general, what it's done for the economy has been a huge positive. Well, they should start polling that. They should. Mm-hmm. All right. We should probably move along. <laughs> I'm having have... jokes pop into my head that will bring nothing but trouble. What do you have coming up? When does uh, Apple un- unleash? Because my wife's phone's dying. Her birthday's coming up. 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Apple announces their new phone. Okay. So when they unleash a new product, I'm not going to get the new new phone, but oftentimes the older models go down in price. Right. I'm about to buy my mom a big uh, older edition iPhone because she needs it. Um, And I wonder which one I should get. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, we got supply and demand. What is really killing retail? It is not the Internet. Surprising new study just came out. Yes, it is. We've got... (laughs) We've got a new heads up for you about flu shots, and Hasbro is developing a line of Fortnite weapons just in time for Christmas. (laughs) Finally, we've recaptured our warrior ethos in this country. So this is the Alanis Morissette's ironic song, like rain on your wedding day. Which is completely unironic, ironically. It's just unfortunate. Right. Just a bad break. It's like falling off your bike when you really like to bike. No. No. (laughs) You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Oh, boy. Gambling problem? I'm trying to think if I can introduce a really dark element and then we can quickly move on from it. We can because I have something important. It's an interesting headline. Front page of USA Today. Child suicide rates are up. Oh, for God's sake. I mean, young. We're talking six, eight, nine. What? What? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's the worst thing I've ever heard. I know. I know. Yikes. I'm going to move on quickly just because we need to, but... There are multiple new text messages between ex-FBI employees Peter Strzok and Lisa Page. Where are they coming from? Are they falling out of the trees? Is the hurricane blowing them loose? The important one that changed the whole conversation I, that uh, you know came out late um, that added to the previous ones that put more context around how much antipathy he had for Trump and right. Trump voters yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Nobody's spent enough time looking into who held on to those and why. Who held right. those back and why? Yeah, I you know I, I haven't ascertained that from this thing either. But new text messages between the two lovers reveal others were leaking like mad in the run up to the Trump Russia collusion probe. The theme of all these emails that are getting released now is who's leaking and who's not, and campaigns of leaking, and hey, we need to talk about our strategy, and the lawyer's saying, no, it was a strategy to prevent leaks, but then there are several subsequent texts that render that explanation Oh, really? I haven't seen those. Hilarious. Okay, I haven't seen those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, FBI agents shouldn't have a strategy for leaks, unless it's to prevent leaks, but they shouldn't have a strategy on leaks at all to influence the narrative. That's not what you do. Yeah. Wow, that's something. I haven't seen the new ones. Are those out today? Uh, today and yesterday. Okay, so how do you even explain 
the unveiling of them this week. How did the first one come out without the other ones? Yeah. And who's doing that? All right, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, Hurricane Florence about to deliver what FEMA's calling a Mike Tyson punch to the Carolina coast. President Trump, once again, urging people to hear here. this again. Timely reference. President Trump hurricane story. President Trump urging people to act on evacuation orders. Bad things can happen when you're talking about a storm this size. It's called Mother Nature. You never know, but we know. Trump tweeting that video statement this morning, insisting the federal government is fully prepared. Meanwhile, the death of retail because of online sales may be vastly overstated. Instead, retail's hurting because of a shortage of workers. The San Francisco Chronicle reporting what used to be a national surplus of retail workers has now shrunk so much since the beginning of the year, it is turning into shortages in a number of markets, including the Bay Area. LinkedIn calling the shift in the talent pool one of the highest changes in demand across all the skills we track. In the Bay Area, local businesses say hiring's become even more of a major challenge because they can't afford to hire people who can afford to live within a reasonable commuting distance, much less convince people to move to the Bay Area to work for them. Right. That's unquestionably true. There's another big story in the, the lame stream media today. About McDonald's replacing lots of workers with touchpads, you know, which is straight out of the We Demand a Living Wage No, I, I listened to a, it must have been an eight-minute long NPR story on how they're replacing workers with touchpads at restaurants and a lot of different businesses. And they touch on all the different reasons why and how this was going to be devastating and how many people lose their jobs. Never even mentioned. Here's a perfect example of bias, and I think this is a blindness that when you have bias. Nobody even brought up minimum wage. Right. Because they don't look at the world that way. They don't they can't even imagine that paying workers more could have a downside. That's only good. Well, well raising right. the minimum wage. So nobody even considered the fact that you've raised the minimum wage to the point that businesses have said, you know what, at this point I can afford to put in the iPad system. I'll just do it. You priced what you sell higher than anybody would buy. It's as simple as that. But if you look through the, at the world through entirely emotional lens, and well, those are you know not rich people, and I want them to have more. I want them to do better. So yeah, then then let me think about this. Yeah, so really, any wage is okay, and they should be forced to pay it. You're just you're a child. You're a fool. That's not the way the world works. On what, and it never will. On what you were just talking about, Marshall. There's been a couple of businesses in the San Francisco uh, area. Um. And the last week, just coincidentally, that I that I hadn't been to for a while, right. and I went to look them up, and they don't exist anymore. Right. And on their website, it states we we got priced out. We had to move. Yep. One store moved to Florida. Right. Another store just shut down, and they put on their website that retail costs just got so high that we're not here. Businesses that have been there forever are gone. Yeah. Now, I know that shakes out eventually, but man, you're going to lose a lot of businesses in the meantime. Right. A friend of a friend moved his business to Texas recently. He'll be missed, too. Great dude. Uh, but he's, you know, expanding and building and loving it, and it's great for business. One employer told the uh, Chronicle to attract and keep workers. They are offering well above San Francisco's $15 an hour minimum wage. They're offering <laughs> flexible schedules, and if they can make it past probation, they'll even pay for employees' transportation. Which is great. If that's what it takes to get employees and stay in business, do it. Your prices will reflect those higher costs, right. and if people will continue to pay those prices, good for all of you. I have no problem with any of it. That's the way the market's supposed to work. 
But imagine but trying if it to doesn't it doesn't. I mean, yeah, imagine trying to open a like a coffee shop in San Francisco. You'd have to sell eight million cups of coffee a month to cover your rent because the rent's so high, right. and you can't hire anybody to work there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you don't pay eighty thousand dollars a year to make coffee. Because it costs so much living. How are you going to have any businesses? Right. Well, that sort of thing self-corrects. We were reading earlier. It's slow. Um, yeah, it is. Although I think it's it's like the, the saying you brought uh, to the A&G show. How did it happen? Very slowly over time, then suddenly. Um, yeah. 73% of millennials in the Bay Area, 73% say they're seriously considering leaving. That self-correcting mechanism will move swiftly once it starts. have a new study out that says protection from flu vaccine starts to fade after just a few weeks. Researchers with Kaiser... Hmm, that's interesting. Researchers with Kaiser Permanente Northern California found the risk of coming down with the flu goes up 16% every 28 days after getting a flu shot. So that means somebody who gets a flu shot at the beginning of September could be much less protected when the height of the flu season actually hits. Wow, so the getting it early is not an advantage. No, indeed. Wow. Because they were pushing that, on, that yep. on me at the CVS the other day when I was picking something up. You want know, flu shots are available now. Right. I should figure out when the height of flu season is. Get it closer to that. LCD's- or are they just like jabbing people with st- sharp <laughs> things or sadists? Maybe that's it. <laughs> yeah, the CDC is now recommending you should get a flu shot right around the end of October. If you want to be able to ride it out. And one last note, Fortnite Nerf guns will soon be hitting the market. The toy weapons based on the uh, popular video game where players battle it out to the end. Hasbro also announcing a Nerf line based on other weapons in that popular game. And there's speculation the toys could incorporate laser technology. Well, they're looking for all kinds of new Nerf guns because that is a hot toy among the kids. I need to bring a couple in because I know you guys probably have never shot these new Nerf guns. I would get not fired within an hour. I would shoot some manager <laughs> yeah. in the back of the leg. We, we've probably Barrel got, roll behind a desk. We probably got yeah. eight, ten of them. They keep, anytime they save up enough it's allowance an money, race. they get a new Nerf gun and they keep coming out with better ones. Yeah. And they shoot hard. Wow. I make everybody wear eye protection when we're having Do Nerf guns. Each have really? individual like ammo, right? Are they foam balls or foam darts, or is it's the a, stuff it's, interchangeable? It's a the, most of them will fit any of the guns, okay. so you can keep using the bullets over and over again, okay. which was a good idea. Because Gavin Newsom wants to make you register those foam balls, but it's it's you know given our current culture and climate and right. all the shootings, it's pretty weird how realistic these guns are. Yeah. It's pretty weird to be playing games where you're chasing people down with a gun and shooting them, oh and they're trying to get away from you. I'm uncomfortable with that discussion. And the guns shoot pretty hard, so I'm amazed in our you know new nanny state being right. so safe world that these have become so popular. When you say they shoot hard, if, if you get hit, will they leave like a mark? Will they actually scar you? Or I, I don't think it would scar you, but you'd have a little <laughs> red mark for well, you. You would definitely get your eye taken out if you okay. got hit in the no, no doubt about it. I mean, not that's not even a question. Wow. Barbaric. And they're the big one, the mega that my uh, one mega. son got the other Whoa. day. It's got this big round like Gatlin gun cartridge you can load up with. I think it's sixty six bullets, and then you put it, in, then you can just keep firing, cock fire, cock fire, and right. it's an amazing weapon. Wow! wow. Bring oh. that one in. Yeah, yeah, I will. <laughs> wow, what what, uh, what is where that? Did that come? From? I don't know. Hanson apparently just has a... Nerf darts. Why do we have all those bullets? Why? I need those bullets. Why does one I man need, need so many? Oh my god! We need... I, 
We need I, nerf bullet control. I've got hundreds, but they seem to just disappear, the nerf bullets. So they you, wow. you, you keep buying Is this more. the caliber that you, get, that yep. you see that's in yours? What, that's, that's what they all shoot. That's an impressive arsenal of bullets. Yeah. 250 oh, nerf yeah. darts. I'll bring darts. in a couple of the guns tomorrow. You'll all be, right, we'll, we'll all have one. Yes. Okay. And we'll this be fun. That's, <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. yes. Balance of power. Yes. I'm going to win, but that's fine. <laughs> all right. Not if we all turn on you. Indeed. World War One. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Yeah, my, my two boys and, and all their oh. friends are super into the Nerf guns. That's a hot, hot toy. Who's got the coolest, latest one? Way to teach them militarism. Who shoots the farthest and the hardest? Sickening. It is a little weird. So some of the new texts that are out, there is a serious problem with breaking the laws about leaking at the Department of Justice. Yeah. If you think that's a serious problem. Yeah. I think it probably is. The petering out will include that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. in the chest with the Nerf gun so it can happen. Yeah, I, I try to instill rules on the Nerf guns. You have to be a certain distance. Because if you're right up next to somebody, if I was right up, if I was this close and shot you in the neck, it would hurt. Wow. It would definitely hurt. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, they didn't have Nerf guns when I was a kid, I'm no, sure. They just, no. I, uh, I played Nerf basketball for hours with my little brother. I, I would pay an embarrassing amount of money if a videotape or a, t- a recording of some sort existed of my brother and I playing ball. Oh, my God, I would love that. <laughs> on the, like the indoor hoop that you put on top of the door? Yeah, we shared a bedroom, and it was yeah in our bedroom. And I called myself Kareem Abdul-Jobar <laughs> because I towered over him, and I threw it down a lot. Very clever. Ah, I was dominant. <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, my inside game was dominant because I was two feet taller than him. <laughs> Oh, man. Good times. Just that was Nerf fun facts I discovered. Sure. So the term Nerf comes from drag racing. Uh, it was the foam-covered bar that was put on the front of the trucks that would push the cars to the starting blocks. Interesting. Uh, the first Nerf product was a four. I'm, I'm feeling like the Nerf football hit my schools when I was like 10, so I'm thinking the mid-70s. Uh, the first Nerf product was a four-inch polyurethane foam ball. That was the basketball, yep. Yeah. Um, let's see. The first Nerf football was invented by Minnesota Vikings kicker. It hit the shelves in 1972. Mm. Uh, and Those this were was awesome. They still are. This is Jan my... Stenerud? Who was the kicker? Uh, oh, Fred Cox. Oh, um, uh, a key part of Nerf's early advertising was the line, throw it indoors. You can't damage lamps or break windows. What? You can't hurt babies or old people. That's not true with a Nerf football at all. Well, it's not having, have hurting old people is some sort of standard for our toys. <laughs> How is this tested? I've thrown my I don't want to know. I've, I throw my Nerf ball at your head really hard. It will hurt. Oh my God. Yeah. Nerf football. Yeah. Those Put you in a hospital. Great toy, though. Oh, yeah. Oh. We got one. Our new dog chewed it up the other day. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is there more? Kishan? Thank uh, you. I got in the past five years, Nerf has sold enough darts to circle the globe four times. Wow. So the Nerf gun thing is a huge product for them. Clearly. I don't, yeah. I don't doubt Again, it. Again, militarism. So you have uh, Strock and Page, the FBI lovers, with yet more texts being released for some reason. 
And one that got a fair amount of attention was uh, Strzok texting Paige. That's the dude texting the gal. Um, blah, blah, blah. I want to talk to you about media leak strategy with the DOJ before you go. The lawyer said, oh, no, no. That's they're trying to prevent leaks. But then on April 22nd, he wrote, article is out. Well done, Paige. And he okay. told her two well, negative articles about Carter Page would soon come out. That's all you need to know. Right. And this goes on and on. And and the point is, then the DOJ used media accounts of Carter Page meeting with Russians as justification for the FISA warrants that surveilled the Trump administration when the DOJ was putting out those media reports. You don't want the government jerking things around like that. Uh-uh. We got to get into that more tomorrow. Final thoughts with Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Never before have so few done so little for no one in particular. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Now he's done. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody to wrap up the show. Hey, Marshall Phillips, what's your final thought? Well, boy, I got to tell you, back when I was a kid, we didn't have Nerf guns. It was sticks, rocks, and muskets. Yeah, you had that big wheel with a stick you pushed around? Indeed, we did. <laughs> Muskets. Michelangelo, do you have a final thought for us? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting to see what Apple unveils today because I'm on the Apple 6 and it might be enough. Yep, yep. Might be time to upgrade. You're, you're the person. Six. Yeah, yeah. Uh, me too. I think I have a 6. Uh, that's embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> I, there's so much about me that's embarrassing. <laughs> Positive Sean, your final thought. Oh, yeah, I'm heading off to the dentist today. Shout out to low grade constant annoying pain for about 30 to 45 minutes and then i'll be done with it yeah oh there you go yeah here here you get anything exciting done no nah, no nah, just the old old fillings need to be redone get a grill chrome grill <laughs> jack final thought <laughs> yeah the uh the whole nerf thing is troubling to me every single time we play the game as i'm chasing them around with a gun or they're chasing me around with a gun and i'm trying to find a place to hide when when we're getting training at work to do that very thing in a real situation, it's just it's troubling. But uh, apparently, lots of kids are playing it. I guess. My final thought is my text about Baxter with a picture. He's my dog. Last night, going on three hundred likes. My extremely eloquent and heartfelt advocacy for the free exchange of ideas. Uh, less than half of that many likes. No, the internet is for pictures of pets and what you had for breakfast. Yeah. You know what? Uh, enough said. Yeah. I'll sell what you're buying. Endless pictures of dogs. I got four dogs. I could I could go dog pictures all day long. If Get you want. started. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people. Thanks for a little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. You can email us. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Follow us on the Twitter, for goodness sakes. These phones won't be for sale for quite a while, right? think they go they don't go on sale for right, another month see you tomorrow god bless america this is a historic act uh of uh, devastating incompetence i will not sugarcoat this this is a disappointing day for us big mistake but not too bad the fun level in this room is at an 11 right now and that brought it down the ride is over the time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed get away from here get And we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye-bye. It's tremendously big and tremendously wet. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.